Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll pick up with part two of what we started last week, a look at Mark chapter 6, verses 7 through 13. This passage records the sending out of the twelve disciples. Jesus commissioned the twelve to go out and preach the gospel to all the surrounding country, but he gave them a gift to help them, the divine power to heal all manner of infirmity and the authority over demons to command them to depart. Well, when we read passages like this, what should we take from them? Jesus here instructed the twelve apostles. Does that mean you are instructed likewise? And Jesus empowered them with his divine power to perform miracles. Does that mean you're provided with the same power? Well, the answer should be an obvious no to both questions, but some Christians are still confused by questions like that. And if the answer is no, then what should we do with passages like this that were spoken to specific people who are not us in specific circumstances which are not ours? Pastor Jim will help us wrestle with these considerations this week and will also remind us of some important principles for proper interpretation of Scripture. Here is today's slice of the message entitled Apostles Boot Camp Part 2. Now, again, we need to make a little differentiation between what the apostles were preaching on their short evangelistic trip and what you and I preach today. It's not that the message is fundamentally different, but the circumstances are different. They were preaching while Jesus was present. They were limited to preaching to the Jews. Jesus isn't physically present now. We're clearly not limited to preaching to the Jews. So uh, we have a little fuller message, if you will. Uh, You aren't preaching while He's present before He went to the cross. You have the completed story of redemption. So when we preach the gospel, we have the whole thing. The gospel has always been good news. It's always been a message of repentance. It's always been a message about salvation. But we know the whole thing, and it's stated very concisely for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is a great place to look for this. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, Paul is remembering and reciting what he preached when he went to Corinth. Spent a year and a half there preaching, that, preaching the gospel and planting that church. And he says this, Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, by which also you are saved. Here's what I preached to you. Here's what you believed in order to be saved. He says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. That's what the gospel is. Christ died for our sins. The death, burial, and resurrection of Christ in response to our sins. That's the gospel. Now, there's a lot of so-called gospel preaching today that is 
woefully short of the real gospel. Most allegedly Christian preaching these days is man-centered. Go to people and talk about your lack of peace, your lack of fulfillment, your lack of love, your lack of health or wealth, your loneliness, your anxiety, your lack of purpose, your lack of friendship, your hurts. It's the message essentially... Add Jesus to your life and you'll feel better. That's most preaching today and that's not the gospel. Now, those things are important. People who don't have peace, they're anxious, unfulfilled, not having sense of direction, broken relationships, wounds that have been inflicted upon them. Emotionally, physically, all those things are real. But what, whenever someone is preaching about those things, they're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ unless it begins with the fact that you are separated from God. The issue isn't how you feel. The issue is you're alienated from your Creator, who is also your judge. You deserve His wrath. He is perfectly holy and righteous, and you are not. You are sinful and unrighteous. And Christ did not come. He did not die to make you happy in your life. Jesus did not die because you're struggling to feel fulfillment. He did not die because you lack purpose. Jesus did not die to improve your life. He did not die because you need help to kick a bad habit. He didn't die because of your chronic illness. He didn't die because you were wronged. He died because you're the wrongdoer. That's the only reason that He died. Jesus died for our sins. When you were the enemy of God, He died so that you could be reconciled to Him. Now, being reconciled to God has incredible implications for your life on earth. But you don't get the benefits of salvation by ordering off an a la carte spiritual menu. It's all or nothing. You're lost or you're saved. You're destined for the lake of fire or you're destined to be with God in the new heaven and the new earth for eternity. The difference is total, and the transition from lost to saved, from alienated to reconciled, comes only one way. Repent. Hear the message, change your mind, change your thinking, change your direction in light of the message. That means acknowledging your sinfulness, confessing and turning away from your sin and and, and turning toward God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. Love Christ and hate your sin. It means nothing less. Oh, and by the way, that change is going to give you an understanding of your purpose on earth. 
That gives you the ability to, to, to forgive as you have been forgiven. That gives you the, the potential to be reconciled with other people. That will bring you into a relationship with a new spiritual family where, where you can love and be loved like you never understood before. That can revolutionize a marriage because a marriage is nothing less than the picture of the relationship between Christ and His church. It's revolutionary. But preaching about the fruits of the gospel without starting at the root of the problem, that's a big issue. The good news is irrelevant until you understand the bad news of how badly you need the good news because of your sin. This is apostles' boot camp. This is big stuff. Sending you out two by two. Learn teamwork. Trust God to supply your need. Concentrate on good fruit. Preach the gospel clearly. And number five, live out the gospel you preach. The apostles went around and preached, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But they didn't go out shaking fists, screaming at people, shouting at them. They also addressed visible needs. We're told in verse 13, And they were casting out many demons, and were anointing with oil many sick people, and healing them. Now, if that's what it means to preach the gospel, you've got a big problem. You can't go around bossing demons. You can't go around healing people at will. But understand, that was for them, and there's a principle that applies to you. Preaching the gospel, <coughs> preaching the gospel isn't impersonal. When people came to Jesus and they asked questions, He gave them true biblical answers according to the Scriptures. When people came to Him with physical needs, He responded with love and compassion, patience. He healed them. He responded to demon-possessed people with deliverance. In other words, He always showed compassion and patience with the people who needed the message of repentance. And so when He sent the apostles, they did just as Jesus did. They cared about the people. I've had the privilege to uh, train a lot of American pastors to teach the stuff that we've written for training people in, in Russia, and, and I try to get around one mindset that's so easy to come across. I send them the manual for the course that we're teaching. I say, okay, this is, this is the content of what you are to teach. Please, please, I beg you, don't go there to teach this content. Take this content there and teach those people. That's the difference. You're not just doing a data download, and you're certainly not going to, to, to yell at people. You care about the people, and the apostles did that just as Jesus did. Now, there's one little tidbit here that it, it just begs for a comment. Notice it says, they were anointing with oil many people and healing them. You know, there's no mention in the Gospels anywhere that Jesus anointed people with oil. Yet we know that uh, olive oil was very often used in that world for medicinal purposes. It was used both um, externally and internally. 
You could grind up other substance, dissolve it in the olive oil, uh, drink it for internal medication. You could use it as a, as a salve on, on wounds and, and um, certain antibiotic properties of the things. That... If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.